tap a nigga up in Bellevue or HDM Hit with numbers from 8 to 10 A future in a maximum state pen It's grim, so I comes back home Nobody's out with shorty doo-wop Roll my two fillies together In the bridge, we call them oo-ops He said nines Niggas call me busting off the roof So I wear a bulletproof A pack of black tray deuce He inhaled so deep Shut his eyes like he was sleep Started coughing When I peeked to watch me speak I sat back like the Mac My army suit was black We was chilling on these bitches Where he pumped his loose cracks I took the L when he passed it This little bastard Keeps me blasted It's lost talk and mad shit I had to school him Told him don't let niggas fool him Cause when the pistol blows The one that's murder Be the cool one Tough luck when niggas are struck Families fucked up Could've caught your man But didn't look when you bucked up Mistakes happen So take heed Never bust up at the crowd Catch him solo Make the right man bleed Shorty's laugh was cold-blooded As he spoke so foul Only 12 trying to tell me That he liked my style Then I rose Wiping the blunt's ass From my clothes and froze Only to blow the earth Smoke through my nose And told my little man I'm a ghost I prose Left some jewels in his skull That he could sell if he chose Words of wisdom from Nas Try to rise up above Keep an eye out Damn, the Shorty rock one love Nas bro. really it was, a, it was a rap video Nas literally played out The whole video That nigga said I left some jewels on his dome so that he can sell basically the what we was literally saying last night is what he was metaphorically saying like no i left some i left some jewels on that you can sell to the future if you tell niggas the shit and he was like yo nigga you a cool nigga and it's always the cool nigga that get killed like damn man yeah that shit was heavy but that's from two niggas Right when you when you think about the mixture, niggas always say Nas raps is so descriptive it's like a movie, and then Hype Williams shoot video. He painted the picture, and he'll show he'll shoot music videos that look like a movie, and then you mix merge them bitches together. Like, <coughs> look, I just sent you my music pick. If you could start playing it around the 50, 50 second mark. Oh yeah, I listened to this year. It's for all the Toxic Crusaders. Want my niggas to rise up. Um, shit, we can talk about it. All right, let's get it. This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Over Westside, everybody know everybody, right? I got nothing but love in my heart for Westside niggas. Nothing but love. Pink suits with hats to match, big cracker dolls and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks? This is where it's at. Windows tinted, seats for lyric recline. Keep your hands on the burner, cause niggas know that it's money. Yo, what up, though? It's your man Jay Johnson, aka the tinfoil hat titan, aka the conspiracy realist. A.K.A. the technology snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text me with your green bubbles. A.K.A. I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice. Young Caesar, because you know you can't run without me. Mister, if you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A. the West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. A.K.A. Jay Johnson, the crowd favorite. I toot my own horn because this sounds like Miles Davis. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? And it's your man, Dame. Three underscores, three one three. The West Side Landlord, the Pride of PA. High Chief Dame, don't fuck around. 
the liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite dame, and the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you speak it on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. It's the honorable Judge Boss Dame and this bitch, your mother's favorite lover. Yo, welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast, episode 325. On, on you hoes. Um, yo, that number be getting wild. It does. Somebody referenced that, uh, you know, it's a feat that we've been so consistent, you know what I'm saying? With no days, no breaks, 325 weeks on one, 250 on this week in culture. Yeah. Um, I didn't think you and Ant would like, like the disparity between the numbers wasn't really that far apart. It feels like y'all started this week in culture like a long time after shop talk. We a whole two and a half years. But it feels was, it feels longer, but I mean, I, I get like how y'all review shows. Like sometimes it, we drop three episodes in a week, yeah. we were, two a week, three a week. You know, sometimes one a week. But like, I remember when you came to me with the idea. He was like, "Look, man, me and Ant got an idea for a show. It's gonna be big. It's gonna be big. Just wait. Just wait." I didn't. I wasn't even trying to be on the show. I just wanted Ant to 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 do the pod. I didn't know I was his 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 guest i mean his co-host you know what i'm saying right i just i, I felt like he needed to have a podcast you you needed to have like a voice in you know that shit came uh you know did what it did man so i i found the video of ant on shop talk for the first time from the very first time yeah shit on youtube uh shit is on a, you know i ain't updated the website since like episode like 50 or something you know what i'm saying but uh it's on there <laughs> Click on videos. It's on there. Uh, I'm gonna update that shit. I, got, I'm, I'm I went that. through some old episodes, man. I posted a few throwbacks in our stories. Oh, we've been doing this shit a long time, and sometimes I be forgetting that like we we really are uh, podcast professionals, you know, and we we really navigated this world. And uh, there was no when we got here, there was nothing. There was it was just raw land, and we had to navigate that shit. There was a few people around. Not a lot. Not a lot. Not a lot. Well, I put it like this: the people that were around, I didn't know that they were around, but I can't take away the fact that they was around. I give you that. You know, what I give Span been around for a long oh, time. Yeah, shout out you know to Span. I been... wasn't aware at the time, but I can't take away niggas who've been grinding. Oh before yeah. Before it was, you know, what I'm saying before, before it was the cool thing to do. Yeah, for sure. I got. I I, I have a lot of respect uh, for them f- in 2016. People who was podcasting in 2016. I'll say that. Cause that's before, and the people who first came inside of the studio when we was downstairs doing podcast. Virgin Judy, the twins, um, Cheyenne. Um, it's a it's a few folks, and and I be forget like, oh, that's a long time. Yeah, it is. I bet some of y'all from different guests that been on the pod, y'all. I've been grinding for a long time, and it's a lot of podcast. Like when uh when SJ put that shit in the group chat. Like it was a lot of it was a lot of us that that started off together and like just through the years, life happening, you know, niggas break up on air, like shit just people had babies and shit. Yeah. The pandemic happened, niggas went online and you know did Facebook type shit and you know, like well y'all niggas still listening on Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it is. What it just it changed is. a lot. Uh, Three twenty five though. Uh, yo, man. I posted some videos and we both had hair. Lots of it. I didn't even look. 
I didn't even see that. Shit. <laughs> Lots of hair. Uh, let me see what's going on. With the I posted an old whose man's is this? He's talking about a nigga fighting in the airport that was in a wheelchair. What? <laughs> if you go to the video, it was some nigga like in the airport fighting. He was in a wheelchair. Well, he was trying to like start some shit with a nigga speaking Spanish, and he was in a wheelchair, and he threw some shit at the nigga. It's over with. Like just be a just be a fucking adult. Sometimes shit just don't work. You date people, you fuck with people, and sometimes you see it's not going to work. And that should be the closure enough that I don't want to do this no more. So that's kind of what I hit her with. That like, I just wanna, I just, for the record, I just want to say I disagree. <laughs> I, just I don't believe in closure. I, I believe I believe closure is like a false sense of entitlement. Because what it's going to give you? Um, it would actually heal you so you're not a broken person when you move on to your next relationship. Heal you from what? I mean, it's a lot of broken people out here. They going from broken relationship to broken relationship because they never was healed from that first one. And possibly the relationship that you in wouldn't be as fucked up. But the healing person was the healing process falls on you. I don't have shit to do with that. I'm out. I mean, but heal your damn self. What? Be like Wolverine. He heals himself. <laughs> That's some sage from. advice. I, I don't know that from you don't who? have anything from to me. do with it. <laughs> uh, hopefully, y'all was in a relationship. You have something to do with it. It may not be your responsibility, like your obligation to sit there and give this person that, but. That's beside the fact. Give you closure. Yo, I, hey, I mean, you close we was behind the years. You feel me? Uh, I'm trying to get to that. And, all right. And the video starts with this white guy who looks like Neil Brennan. <laughs> like, <laughs> he is the exact copy of Neil, it's not Neil Brennan, but, uh, an exact copy of Neil Brennan, uh, in a wheelchair, uh, with the, um, white man can't jump story. gloves on with the fingers cut off. Like, he got fishnet. Fingerless gloves on. Those are, those are weightlifting gloves. Probably, you know, cause he'd be moving that damn wheelchair. Yeah. So, time out. Uh, it's about to get bad for the handicaps right here, right quick. Okay. <laughs> and I, I don't mean any disrespect. I kind of mean all disrespect to this one particular man. Wow. Bad for the handicaps. Uh, but him <laughs> and his, he got dead legs. Okay. Cause he was in the war. <laughs> like this story gets it worse. Like he was in the war. So he had dead legs, but he seen this man talking to his mom in Spanish and he has words to say, like get out of my country and shit. This motherfucker was eating a sandwich, balls the paper up and throws it and hits my man in the head with the paper. Right. And paper and told um, him to get, get the fuck out of here. They in the airport. Like one. Yo, yo, this is fucking wild. I didn't, I didn't look at. I, you was talking about dragging that nigga by his dead legs <laughs> to the back, to the baggage claim cares. Oh shit, yo, yo, wild times, JJ. Hey, yo, shop talk used to be wild. <laughs> I used to be wild. I'm, I'm still wild. I just be trying to not. You are drinking a wild combination of pops right now with Tahitian treat and Mountain Dew. It's not a wild combination, nigga. That's great. I mean, I love Tahitian treat. You know I still fucks with it. Ninety nine cent in the store for the two liter. Is it? Yes. Mm. Price ain't never changed. Ninety nine cent for a two liter. Where at? Nigga at the liquor store. Mm. You probably paid more than that for the can. I paid a dollar for it. The vending machine. Um. In any event, uh, how was your week, my brother? Week was good, man. We recorded. Uh, shout out to my partner, Cheyenne. I didn't throw you under the bus. I love you more than I can put into words. Not as much as I, I, I love your mother, but more than I can put into words. Uh, me and Cheyenne was on This Week in Culture with y'all yesterday. Uh, we reviewed Belly. You already dropped the episode. So if you're listening to Shop Talk, once you're done with this episode, go over to This Week in Culture and listen to our Belly review. 
Uh, Cheyenne did not drink all of her 40, so, you know, she got homework to do. Can't even hold 40 ounces. (laughs) (laughs) It was was like, hold it with two hands. Um, that's what she said. Uh, so like, um, y'all came on there. Y'all had like a lot of energy, um, for a number of years on this podcast and many others. Um, and then we still had some same energy. We still had the same energy. The energy was not the same at all. It was the same. In the room. Don't make me go pull up tape. Just <laughs> like we a, did. It was the same. The, the energy room. was not the same. Y'all got in there with Floyd and it was different when you was in there. <laughs> it looked one way on the outside, but when you was in there, you don't know shit different. about boxing. You, you don't know, know shit about boxing. When we come down to this breaking down of this movie shit, I don't know, man. I had to stop y'all. I had to stop the pod a third. Into the pod to ask y'all. Don't I thought y'all had some bad stuff to say? Because I, I wasn't. I, I saved the bad stuff for the end. Belly is still a two-hour rap video. It's 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 not it's not cinematic history yeah. like niggas want to make it make it out to be. It's just it's just a really glossed over hood movie. Yeah. So I want y'all to go listen to the uh, this week in culture belly pod because Dame agreed to. The opposite of what he just said on his pod. I did. I for said two, that, for two I hours. I said that yesterday. For two I said hours. That yesterday. He agreed with every positive I thing that not, we said. I did so. not. I mean, you will not lie. It's, it's on tape, my nigga. It's, and what <laughs> and you're it, saying is a lie. And it's, it's me and you. Like, who are you going to convince? Like, it's, I was it's, there. It's what you're, what you're saying is not true. All right. What well, you're saying is not true. People who've been listening to this pod long enough know what time it is. <laughs> okay. Uh, go listen to the pod. Uh, Belly was a great movie. It was even better than I thought uh, back in 98. Uh, we did. I think we did a really good job at reviewing it. And um, First ever guest great. on This Week in Culture also. Uh, not quite. Um, Jenny yeah. did do a, a, a guest spot. Then Jenny's uh, on everybody's pod. No, but she actually sat in for a whole episode uh, and talked about shows. Then, um, if I'm not mistaken, Crystal was on a pod, um, and she brought us gifts and she did a whole um, Crystal Judy Crystal. No, um, Glam Crystal. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, okay. Brought us gifts in the whole nine yards, and she. I think she did one of their. Uh, we asked her some topics, and then uh, I think James technically was on one too, but they names were never in the uh, title, okay. <laughs> like featuring such and such. Put put my name, put my name in the features. You know, you know what it is uh-huh. when you hear that crank, when you hear that can crack. You know your man's back. Okay, I'm like, <laughs> do you know it? Uh, anywho, uh, anything else happening? Oh, yeah, and I recorded the next episode of Dame After Dark. So I'm going to drop that sometime next week. Yeah. Uh, shout out to my guest, Tay, for coming through to kick it with us for Dame After Dark and talk about her role as a unicorn. Mm. Uh, I think she dropped some, some really interesting information. Shout out to T from do Detroit. You think it, I've never, I haven't heard of this episode, but do you think it's interesting information? If you're looking for that, yeah. Gotcha. Because I know a lot of, like, I know a lot of niggas that want to have threesomes or that have never had threesomes. You might be able to find, you know, your girl may be willing to walk down that path with you. But then the difficult part comes in with finding a, a responsible third party. Uh, cause a lot of times niggas want to bring in chicks, but like, if it's somebody that you didn't already fuck with, like, you, you may not want to go, go down that path with your girl. So is there a website for people who want to have threesomes? Like, I mean, you got to know the person, right? You got to like, get, how else would you, you just don't walk up to a complete stranger. Well, I guess if you and your girl in a bar, maybe y'all do walk up to strangers, but like, 
you you just got to kind of get out. You got to get out here. You got to talk to like minded people. And I feel like if you talk to like minded people, you is it's easier said than it, it's, it's not that difficult. You know, I've had I don't want to throw too much of my I mean, I probably put a lot of my business out here in six years. But I mean, I dabbled. And my girlfriend at the time that I used to do that shit with, she was bisexual. So, I mean, it wasn't. So you knew the woman already. Nah, not always. Like every now and then we fuck a friend, but like she would go out to the bar or something and meet somebody. And sometimes I just come over like I would normally do during the week. And there's somebody else there chilling. We had dinner. We had drinks. And she got to pick. She would typically pick. Yeah. Because like anybody I knew that was down was like somebody that already rode Space Mountain. And she wasn't trying to hear that shit. So I mean, I don't know. I be wondering, like, why do it matter? Cause it's a like she is is that person gonna backdoor you? Is it gonna open up something more than that? Like typically, if it's a you know a, a third party that's not involved, like they just there for the. I bet you the stats on that is not accurate. <laughs> Cause if you bring this stranger I've never heard and that shit is amazing, why wouldn't I want that again? Just because I didn't know her yesterday, <laughs> now I'm not gonna text her back. So, so maybe you should want it again shit. as in a group. Like huh. you, sh- you probably should go texting her by yourself. Well, I get that, but you shouldn't do. But like I have, not, I bet them that I bet you the stats on that is not the same. probably a little skewed. <laughs> yeah, probably a little skewed. Because like if you're the nigga that's gonna creep out, I'm like nigga, that shit was amazing. I, mean, I want to see what that shit is like with the full attention on me. Like I don't, yeah. Hey man, that's, me, a, you know, maybe that's, a, that's a space I'm not too familiar with. So, you know what I'm saying? But I would just uh, imagine that, like, whether I knew them or not is not what's stopping me <laughs> from, from getting be- with the third party on my own. I just never wanted it trickling back to the young lady I was dealing with because I just knew how, I, I just didn't want to deal with that headache. So I just, you know, I would let her die in Kingdom events. But, you know, there's some good times. It's some good times. It's some of y'all, you know, I remember. <laughs> the North doesn't forget. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> the North remembers. <laughs> the North remembers. Yeah. Um, good times. Yeah. Uh, and Space Mountain, you know, it's not closed for repairs, baby. It's open. Oldest, li- oldest ride, longest line. Go ahead, man. <laughs> That's it. Get That's, it. Off, right? That's all I got. That's all I got. I don't want to. I don't want to fit nobody. I'm not. I'm not like out there no more. You know what I'm saying? I'm. I'm a. I'm good, peaceful. I don't. I don't be in a lot of bullshit or frolicking or you know. I don't believe in cheating no more. Like I'm just. I'm. I'm a good guy now. I'm. I'm, I'm one of the good guys. Whoever get me next, they getting a husband, even if they want it or not. They getting a husband. Man, I've been thinking, right? So remember last a week or so ago, we was talking about like ego wise, like I couldn't do this if this was the case. You know what I'm saying? I kind of need to know that you here because you want to be here right. and not because. Because I caught you. I ain't bought you. You know what I'm saying? So this is just a question. Okay. <laughs> this is not like my real life or this is not a situation I'm going through. But. Sometimes I think that once you get married, I mean, there's legally binding documents. It's a whole process to get divorced, the whole nine yards, right? Right. If y'all just together and the other person, y'all never get quote unquote married and legally, but you stay with this person for a long time, I damn near think that's more, that is kind of like 
at a higher tier because technically you can leave whenever the fuck you want to leave, but you chose to stay. Like you, these two people been together for twenty years. Nothing legally binding holding them. Some people stay in a marriage because, man, we have built this life together for fifteen years. I can't even I can't afford, afford to, to live, live on, on my own. own. Yeah, I yeah. might not even want to live on my own. Or now we got to separate the bank accounts, and we got like it could be something. It makes it more difficult for you to leave once you get married. Now that it doesn't make it impossible, yeah, but more difficult. But if you staying. You can go anytime you want to, but y'all still stay together. Sometimes I, I was think, is that an asterisk? Like, does that like the super duper? I don't, I don't think it's an asterisk. I, I think a lot of it is is just personal preference, you know. Uh, and then like a lot of times we be pressured by social type of shit. Like, oh y'all done been together so long. Like, what, what's the what's the hold up? Why you ain't married? But like. Look, I feel like two people should do what the fuck works for them. And if working for you means that we never get married and it's it's functioning, I think that's that's how it should be. But I, I get you, I understand your point, because once we've let's say we together 10, 12 years, we got two kids. We still got a house. We got bills intertwined together. And, and like you say, like I'm there now because ain't nothing. I mean, maybe the kids in a certain regards might be legally binding in in a sense but like bitch i'm here because i want to be like i like you i love you i'm cool like i don't i don't want to go nowhere yeah i'm happy just genuinely like a ring ain't making me happy the the like commitment and guise of a marriage ain't making me happy the threat of a pending lawsuit ain't gonna make me stay in the (laughs) you know i'm saying i'm really here because i'm i'm cool here yeah yeah Uh, it's interesting way to I thought about that shit. Yeah. I, got, I I know somebody that's close to me like that. Like him and his lady, they've been together 25 years. They got four kids and a couple grandkids at this point. They ain't married. And he has. They ain't, they ain't, they ain't filed paperwork with the state. No, no. They haven't filed paperwork. But them motherfuckers is a union. I mean, yeah. You feel she, me? She, she on his, you know, on his, uh. What is it? Life, Life insurance, insurance policies. If something would have if he would have cracked dead at work tomorrow, she gonna get his pension. Like he'd have made sure she all right. I her name my, on the house. They I, got some rental properties. Her name's on them. I give you my power of attorney. If because they'd be like, well, if you get sick, she can't make decisions. No, she can. Yeah, can, yeah she can. Yeah, she like, can. You can put those things in place. You yeah, know and and I mean they they happy and we got joke living will. You know, we joke with him about getting married, and he was like, man, I've been married three times. Like I don't want to do it again. I love her. We happy. We got these kids. She's like I'm straight. I don't want to. And she like now in front of us, she don't bark about nothing. Yo, check this out. <laughs> These are generalizations. Right. You know how a woman be like, nah, I want you to treat me how you did when you first got me. You can lose me. Like, it got to be a, 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 a fear of losing me and blah, 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 because, like, you got to keep doing the same thing. So for the, What about what you got to keep doing? But, so for the man side, like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to get married because I, I need you to keep a fear of me losing, possibly <laughs> you possibly losing me. <laughs> Look, man, a lot of y'all young ladies. And this is just a generalization. I've seen women that I know 
you know, work out like they like they going for the NFL combine to get into that dress. Mm. They'd be all slim. Everything be poking out right. It look how it's supposed to look. And that's the only time it looked like that. Mm. After they get married and they done, you know, got, got, got they man. Mm. Now they, you know, shit look a little bit different. And I get it. It's, it's difficult. I'm not saying like, you know, having a ba- having a person come out of your body got to do something detrimental to it. You know, it's probably going to put on some extra weight. It's going to make some shit change inside of you. But you want him to continue to act like he did when y'all was courting. You, he It was date night every week. He doing certain things. I would like for you to look and feel like you was when we was courting also. Because back then you was thick. Your body looked right. It, it was curvy. Now you shaped like a baked potato. And I don't, that ain't, that ain't what I want. So... White devil's advocate. So you said for the man, it's the looks, but it's the looks and the treatment. Yeah, because it's we, the looks and the, the first treatment. portion is treatment, right? Yeah. So because treatment got to be the same. Because that's that's how you caught me too. You you knew I got off of work late on Tuesdays. You'd had dinner there ready for me. You know what I'm saying? Like the plate would be ready. You'd be accommodating. You let me watch Sports Center when I got over your house. You let me eat. I might be able to take a shower and lay up like you made shit accommodating. Now that I'm your husband, dinner on the stove, nigga. Mm. It's in the microwave. Go ahead and heat it up. Like, how the fuck is supposed to get from the microwave to the table? So you used ask, to walk it there. So let me ask, right? Of course, you know, you want to continue to date the person that you with and have fun and go out and the whole nine yards. Right. But at some point, don't you want to know that this person yours? Cause like when you when you courting in the beginning, you trying to secure, right? And like so for 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 an example, I'm gonna use this as an analogy. When I see a new gadget or a new something that I want, I don't feel right until I get what I want. You know what I'm saying? I'm like until I get the whatever the book, the phone, the game, the gun, whatever it is. Like I want this. I'm looking at every. I'm, I'm I want it, and then it's like, whew. Like I finally got this shit Right Now That feeling of wanting Close to but wanting You know I'm not trying to do that shit For the rest of my life Like If you would put a person Male or female In the state of Trying to secure something Don't you ever want to let them know That this shit's secured Absolutely But I think that comes with Maturity And we both having A definitive understanding and and marriage doesn't always have to be that. But I I do think like at some point, whether y'all decide like, look, we seriously dating, I'm not seeing nobody else or we together. That is the staunch conversation that has to happen. Like, look, I'm with you. I don't want nobody else. I just want to be with you. I need to hear some type of reaffirming phrase from you that you with me and you ain't fucking or seeing nobody else neither. But not even that, because some y'all be in a relationship like this. Y'all could be girlfriend and boyfriend, but like, no, I still want you to do the. the and yes, you do want to. You don't want to. You can't like act a totally one way. You get with the person and you totally the other way. But like at some point, yo, this shit mind though. <laughs> like the it's a different it's a different mind state. When I feel you, what you say. You trying to get something. You you trying to pull it closer to you. All right, cool. I'm not, I'm done chasing. I'm done chasing. Like you, I, you my I, woman. Like, and we already established that. So why you, <laughs> I don't know. I'll be hearing, you know, well, I'll be reading uh, the conversations online about people and how they, I'm like, damn, 
that angst or that anxiousness, a motherfucker can't live with that forever. Like sometimes it, it'd be secured. Yeah, sometimes it does because I, I, I feel like you, like if you making me feel like that and we. At any moment, it's another nigga that could possibly take my spot. Like, yo, where you at then? Where you at? <laughs> if you making me feel like that, like let the nigga have you. Bye. Bye. Cause bitch, I look good too. I won't, I, I won't be single that long. Bye. <laughs> As Kendrick said, bitch, I'm a track. <laughs> yeah, like I'm <laughs> Look, nigga, it's summertime. We both got on shorts, fresh haircuts, smelling good. Yeah. You got your gold chain out. I go pick up some bitches tonight. Tonight. Don't get replaced. Man, um uh so what do you Oh man, I saw this video uh one of the homegirls posted. I'm going to get your thoughts on it. Okay. Um Kathy posted this actually. Shout out to Kathy. She's um, wild, by the way. Kathy be trying to play like she coy and cool, but like Kathy be having like some out there, <laughs> some out there views on shit. I like it. She ain't low. Nah, Kathy ain't low. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't low. Um, I don't know what this video of uh, a Giannis is like. I don't. It, he's doing dad jokes. Yeah, but why you doing dad dress like? I mean, anyway. How you get your pants that What's tight? You that tall? I think about Kevin Samuel. We look at women's struggle as strength. It is one of the reasons why they don't admire their men. Is because their men let them carry that burden. Their men are doing that because they see you as being strong. Oftentimes, like their mother. That happened to me when I was talking to my cousin. She was going through all the scenarios and how she felt overwhelmed. As she's describing these things, in my mind, I'm like, and see, that's what makes you so dope, just like my mom. Mm -hmm. And while I'm thinking that, she says, and cousin, I'm tired of being the nigga in my relationships. I didn't even know that that's what she was describing. I didn't even know she was complaining. See, that's the beauty of what Kevin Samuels' message was. What we call it is the strong black woman. What he said is that's a masculine woman. He made it a thing that we are not supposed to continue to prop up, something mm -hmm. that we're supposed to say, no, let me step in. And be a man for once mm -hmm. instead of being like, well, what you want me to do? Because when you change the narrative on that concept, then men stop letting you carry all the bags just because. Um, I like that. Actually. So that was that was that was that was a lot. Right. Yeah. So even this piggybacks on the conversation that we had, you know, what I'm saying a week or so ago, whenever we was talking about like. Insert you, the, you, the guy with the money, you, the millionaire. And you put yourself in a position to attract multiple people and whatever, whatever. Is it a situation where, fam, this is just how the how the male men mask whatever is supposed to be? It's just supposed to be that way. Like it ain't supposed to be a situation where they have to do this. And it's a double standard all the way around because you look half of be like, well, shit, you just to get to do nothing, and I got to do everything, but like. What if that's that's just how it's supposed to be? And are we fighting that because it's not to our benefit, depending on how you look at it? I I think I think we do fight it because we only look at it from the financial aspect. Yeah, I think that's 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 where the view itself gets skewed. He made a good point that women, you know, we've we all know strong black women that whether they single mothers, their heads of their household, we've we've watched them carry carry that burden. What's up? I've never heard any other race refer to them as strong. Never. I've never heard never. A, a strong Latin woman. I'm a strong white woman. Like I've li literally the phrase never. I've never heard the phrase. Now, granted, 
I don't have hang around with a bunch of Asian women. I don't know if somebody said I'm a strong Asian woman, like, but so. But I think even culturally, we look at there's a lot of differences that we kind of look at in Dayton, and we kind of, you know, brought this to my attention. You know, my son is in college, yeah, and every you know sometimes he'll sit down and vent to me about his dealings with women and dating. And I've had the opportunity, like I pick him up sometimes during the year, take him out to dinner, maybe take his roommate out to dinner. And I remember his roommate, Paul was, was white. And he was telling me because Paul had an older sister that graduated from state and Paul's mother basically told her like, this is where you find your husband, go to college, you know, get your education and, and find a young man with some potential mm-hmm. and lock him the fuck down. We don't even look at like like these when it comes to black people in Dayton, like college is the years where you, you know, kind of spread. You find yourself. You 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 experience different things. We got it fucked up. We tell motherfuckers, no, don't get married too early. Wait till you're 30. Wait till you're 35. And and I think that is that is detrimental advice. Yeah, that's detrimental advice, because when I look at like. You know, I just use that young man as an example. His sister is 24, 25. She's married to a young man that went to dental school. Like, granted, is he, you know, full on in a practice yet? Nah. You know, he he's doing a fellowship and other things, but he. You remember what Chris Rock said about Dennis? He said, yo, he live he live in New Jersey next to. A dentist. Next to Mary J. Blige. Uh, I forget the other star. So Chris Rock. Arguably one of the funniest comedians of all time. Right. Mary J. Blige, one of the most popular, successful R&B artists of all time. And the nigga next door to me, he just a dentist. A regular fucking dentist. Not the greatest dentist in the world. A dentist. A fucking dentist. You know what I'm saying? Uh, It's a big, that's a big. And she, she, but she's lining her life up to, to be set up a different way. And like, we incur, we tell women, go to school, get your degree, girl. You don't need no man. You stand on your own too. And like, nah, maybe, maybe we should change the narrative starting a lot younger. Like, there's nothing wrong and with. And we should be changing the narrative for the young, young men well. also. Like, go to college. You plan on being successful in your life? Like, you, do you plan on like having money and, 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 and things or whatever? When you go to college, that's where you're supposed to go find your wife at. Look, because I, you can wait until you get successful, and then you got to see if the person who's coming along is there for be the there for you or for you. Look, I told my son, I said, "Look, nigga, hang out around the 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 engineering building, hang around the medical school. Like they all they all gonna look good to you. Like you ain't had no problem finding one that's gonna be cute. Find one that's smart. They all got a vagina. They all got one." Find one that's that's got something in between her fucking ears too, or just find somebody who is nurturing, uh, agreeable, who 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 can y'all can get on the same program. So while you dealing with your stuff through through college and your career, uh, she know how to be supportive. Yeah, and then you can take care of that person. Yeah, and it's on one end, and she takes care of you on another. You know, but, but this is interesting. But that's, it's, it's, but that's the same thing, though. Yeah, the finances is taking care of. One the family item. on one end, but like literally, if your wife is in the home, she cooking, cleaning, 
taking care of the taking care of the kids, making sure the bills are paid. That's a huge lift off of your shoulders. Both of us are single men with our own homes. Like nigga, if I don't pay the bills, they don't get paid. If I don't pay them on time, it's late fees. If I had somebody to take that shit off of me, like I don't mind washing clothes, but like if I could come home and they all put away and I just got to go in the drawer, that just takes a lot off of me. If I don't work eight to five thirty and, and when I step out of my office, dinner is already ready. And all I got to do is just sit down and eat and start the process of enjoying my evening as opposed to getting off at five thirty, cooking dinner, cooking for the kids, cleaning shit up. I got somebody there to assist me with that. I mean, that's, that's some shit that money, like I, y'all are both taking care of one another. And I think that shit balance things, balances things out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, so if this particular person, right, insert person here, um, gives you enough endorphins um, to make you happy, does the things that you need, how much is that worth in your life? I don't think you can really put it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's going to cost you an extra $800 a month, would you pay it for that feeling? Because I know niggas who blow that shit. On dumb shit, you may blow eight hundred dollars a at month the at, the, at the bar or at the like. For an example, younger Fanduel, younger coming up, 21, 22 years old. We was blowing that money at the mall, my nigga. I had two hundred dollars a night that I can spend at the bar. We went out one hundred percent. We went out every Friday. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that's at least eight hundred. But we was Friday, Saturday for a long time. Then sometimes Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You know what I'm saying? But like, oh, I got a two hundred dollar budget every night. Boom. Boom, boom. Like you look at the back of the, at the end of the month, like now I spent a thousand dollars at Elysium. <laughs> nigga, I used to give myself a fifteen hundred dollar a month shopping budget, and that was twenty years ago, by the way. Yeah, but like nigga, when we was making that good money in sales, that was I used to give myself fifteen hundred dollars a month just for shopping. That's shoes, jackets, whatever. That was my budget for the month. And I remember me and you both had a conversation like the amount of denim I had in my closet. 95 pairs of jeans. Ridiculous. 95 pairs. Ridiculous. The amount of Evizu, Davucci, all a, that shit that I had, I had in my closet. Pair, ridiculous. I had the same pair of jeans I bought six weeks in a row. Shit, I got a bunch of black t-shirts. I've been wearing a black shirt every day this week. I do like the same Nigga, shit. I, I've been in a white tee every, every day you've seen me. But, um... I do like the same shit over and over. But at this point, I was like, I'm just going to buy a new pair because they, they they fit a certain way when they brand new. You can put them yeah. in the washing machine, blah, blah, blah. But, yo, when these motherfuckers brand new, they fit perfect. I was such a fucking idiot. <laughs> I was such a fucking kid. We, that's that's all it was. You know we, was just, we were just kids spending money. But, like, what would I pay an extra $800 a month for the convenience to not have to worry about certain things? Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I really... That really like fucked me up. I remember when me and my ex-wife separated, she was, t- she, she played, granted, she went to work, but like as the role of like cooking, cleaning, helping with the kids, paying the, like being the house manager beyond just going to work, she was that. So when she left, nigga, like shit was getting turned off left and right. Cause all I did was give money. I didn't have no idea when the Comcast was due, when DTE was due. I didn't really even know where our cell phone bill was. Like I just gave money and she handled it. My mom took care of all the billing and um, cooking and cleaning, all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? For years and years. Then when my mom took ill, my dad had to do that shit. He was responsible for cooking 
for himself and her. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he learned how to cook really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, this is a different, this is a different role, different period in our relationship and our marriage. And now I'm the only, I have to do this. Yeah. I, he became, let me help you into your chair. Let me help you in another bit. You know what I'm saying? That's a giant transition, yeah, which yeah. means like, and it's be like, Hey, or this other time that you may think that this not nothing. No, this is very, this is very much it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. This is very much something. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting. That point was like, yo, what you think is strong is really struggle. Um, and if somebody going to struggle, shouldn't it be the man? Yeah. And I know that sound wild because it, it sound like imbalanced, but everything ain't balanced. They go through a bunch of shit that we don't go through. We go through something that they don't go through. We, we talk about gender roles and shit all the time. Like life ain't fair. Yeah. Sometimes shit is going to be harder on you because you are the man of the house. You know what? Life is fair because it's unfair to everybody, which makes it fair. Yeah. Because it was only fair. Uh, if, if it was only unfair to a certain group. No, this shit ain't fair. But because life is unfair for everybody, it make it fair. Nigga, I remember <laughs> I remember when my ex-wife first left and I remember being at home with all three of the kids like on a weekend. Like I had three kids like under seven years old. Like, nigga, when I got them kids to bed, I remember sitting on the edge of the bed and crying like, what the fuck I'm going to do? <laughs> Even though they my babies. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck I'm going to do? I can't. I was like, I can't do this shit. I can't because they all active. They all need something. I think my youngest might have just got out of diapers like and they hand like they little, they fast, they they energetic. And I'm like, how am going to do this without their mama? Like the shit was hard, my nigga. I imagine. so. <laughs> it's, and it's not nigga. I had at one point I had all three in car seats in the back of my car. Like that shit was difficult. That shit was fucking hard. It's not meant to be done by one person. Yeah, it's not. All right, man. So look, a couple of things happened this week. Um, that was just fucking stupid. You know okay. what I'm saying? And I, I want we're gonna talk, talk about, about that lady that sued my man for the date. Uh, yeah, she has sued him for intentional um, cause of emotional distress. Um, and apparently, I don't think he actually went to the date. So she sued um, because she stood him up. He stood her. Yeah, he stood her up allegedly. allegedly. Um, and it was on Mother's Day and her mom had just passed or some shit and she sued him for $10,000 and super rude to the, to the judge yelling and screaming. The judge is frustrated. She talking about, yo, it's perjury. Like he like, do you know what perjury is? Clearly she did. Yes. I know what perjury. That means he lied. Lied mm-hmm. under oath. No. And he like, when did he go under oath? Like this is the first time y'all coming here. What are you talking about? Do you even think that emotional distress is something that you should be able to be sued over? I, You can sue over anything, and I think it's fair if you want to sue over it. Now, to quantify an amount that you feel your emotional distress is worth, now that that's where I think the argument is because but that's completely be, arbitrary. Why should you be able to sue over it? I mean, because you can sue over it. The law allows you to sue anybody about anything. I mean. Right. So the question is, should that even be allowed? If not this situation, should you be able to sue for emotional distress? No, I think that shit is ridiculous. Because no. who says where your emotion should be? Yeah. So, I don't know what other <clears throat> mitigating factors you got on in your life where like you're extra emotional. All right, fine. So do you go back and sue your parents? 
because for emotional distress because you had a tough childhood and you've been in therapy for the last 10 to 20 years this emotional distress came from uh, uh, uh could be a deadbeat father or an abusive mom or uh, somebody was under substance abuse that's emotional distress right absolutely and now that now i've been in therapy for the last 12 years and here's a bill and i feel that you should pay for it because you caused this now you have to prove beyond the, sh- the no, beyond just the, the shadow just, of a reasonable doubt, just no. the preponderance of evidence, and if, and it's a it's a lower burden of proof, uh, in in civil court. You know when I talked about that thing in that clip, you know, like healing, like that's 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 a self thing, you know, emotion, like closure, healing, moving forward. Those are things that are on yourself. What well, the 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 the, the difficult, yes, I may I may have caused it. The difficult thing about something like emotional distress is I can't see it. Like it's not measurable. Yeah. So how do that's we? That's what I said. You can't really quantify it. How do you go inside of a, a courtroom and say, "Yo, this had a negative impact"? Well, based on what? How do I know? You could be making this shit up. Yeah. I can make a whatever. The, I can make a case that my parents emotionally distressed me. I can make the case because I know how to make an argument. I can pick one thing and say, yo, when mom did this, this made me feel this way. And I think that was intentional. She intentionally gave me a whooping because of insert thing. I can make this whole thing up. It's a couple of women I could think of. This probably caused me a little bit of emotional distress. And you bitches owe me a check. And who's who who told you that your life was going to be without distress? So you you can't go through emotional distress. Someone owes you money. What if whole life has not been distressed, distressed right. emotionally? It's like, isn't like, how do you now? I'm not saying that makes insert. If someone tries to do something and embarrass you and everything like that, I'm not saying that's not wrong. That's not immoral. But can you put a financial tag on it? No. Nah. And like, should someone be held responsible? So like, huh? What did I do to incur damages? So if it's emotional distress, fine. I'm going to sue my son because my son said something to hurt my feelings. He did it on purpose and he knew it wasn't true. He did something on purpose to to break up. Sue my my boss for emotional distress. Me and his mama got divorced. He came in, said something really mean to hurt my feelings in front of my, my new girlfriend. I'm emotionally distressed. I'm suing my son for money. Like, where do it stop? You make a good point. It, It can't. Like this litigious society or anything, like get this shit out of here. Like if that's not no crime, my nigga. No one's going to jail over it. And you you can't prove that I made you lose money because of it. And it's not my f- even if I say, man, damn, you're a piece of shit, man. I hate I hate your personality. And that shit cracked you up so much you went home and cried and you couldn't go to work for the next week. It's not my fault. I don't give a fuck if I'm the person that said it and then you said all that. Whatever happened to you in your life before this moment. That's that what was you the got to do. Yeah. yeah. I'm not responsible for that shit. You're responsible for that shit. I can't even see it. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I can say that shit to somebody and they walk off like, nigga, fuck you. And it'd be nothing. <laughs> right. Or nigga might laugh like, hell yeah, I am a whole ass nigga sometimes. <laughs> like, some of this shit shouldn't be in court, man. We got other shit to. to, 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 to <laughs> like crimes? <laughs> yeah. To talk about? Like, we got. What, what if. And I'm just, you know, playing white devil's advocate also. What if she won? What type of precedence would that fucking shit set? I mean, again, China sued his wife for like emotional distress because she got plastic surgery. Uh, they got, and then before they got married, he had a kid and they, and they had a kid together and the kid was ugly. 
And he was like, I thought your jeans was, <laughs> I thought you had good jeans. Sued and won. Wow. But you know, that was also in China. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you like, nah, that's not right. I, this not the nose I, I, I thought was coming out of this motherfucker. You I was going to have a supermodel. You know what I'm saying? Nah, nigga, this motherfucker short, stubby, unathletic. Like, <laughs> I picked this shit for a reason. Like, come on, man, get the fuck out of here with this shit. Yeah, man. Uh, and then I, have you ever stood up a woman on a date? I don't think so. I have. And I still see her quite often. Like she, she's a mutual friend to a good friend of mine. I probably run into her like two to three times a year. And every time I see her, she brings that shit up. It's like, nobody's ever stood me up. I said, uh, you know, I'm going to bring some of the audio from this lady. So y'all can hear what the fuck is going on. What is it? Intentional affliction of emotional distress? Yes. Is that the claim? Yes, okay. it is. That's that's not something that's really justiciable in in district court. I'm sorry. What do you, I can't hear you. I said that's not something that's justiciable in in, in district court. That has to be brought in circuit court. I, I to be honest with you, sir, I I, I thought this was just going to be thrown out. Uh, it was we had a date. One date and nothing else after that. And now I'm being sued for $10,000. There was, I don't see how this is going to go any further. I think it's a waste of your time. The problem is this. You know, if you think it should be dismissed, you know, you need to file the appropriate motion. You need to file a motion to ask for that. You know, what is it, intentional affliction of emotional In that letter, he, he lied. And then that's what brought forth the perjury. It was never perjury in the beginning. It was per perjury after his response. Well, you can't, you can't say, listen, he has, he has the right to put whatever is in the answer. I'm not saying he can't. But you can't do, you can't add another count because you don't like or you disagree with what is in his answer. If he respond and his response is a lie, it's perjury, then my documents will prove that no, he lied no, and his no, response. No, 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 no. It's his version. First of all, do you understand what perjury is? Yes, I know what perjury means. Perjury is a statement, uh, a false statement made under oath. So exactly, and I got documents that prove he was lying. He you don't understand. He, it's in that letter. He he lied. Under oath, sweetheart. Under oath, like you hey, missing out. Under oath. What should he testify to something that he lied about? It's he, statement made, a he, false statement made under oath. Bottom line is, you said it's a criminal offense, so I will send it to circuit court. Are we done here? False statement made under oath. Under oath. That stated. What should he testify to something that he lied about? It's he, statement made, a he, false statement made under oath. Bottom line is, you said it's a criminal offense, so I will send it to circuit court. Are we done here? False he statement. Who the, when have you ever heard somebody talk to a judge that way? And uh, <laughs> I've heard niggas talk crazy to judge to judges in court, and guess what? They got held in contempt. <laughs> and she was on Zoom walking around the airport or some shit. Tell me, I can't hear you. Put the phone to your ear. Sit still. <laughs> Sit fucking still uh, for five minutes. Yeah, yeah. What what is going on? You thinking you 
You about to get $10,000 because y'all had a bad date? Or because he stood you up? That bitch is crazy. That bitch is Clearly. Crazy. We got to stop acting like these people not mentally disturbed. Like something wrong with these motherfuckers. If every woman could sue me for a not pleasant experience, I would be back. I'm about to sue every customer that said anything negative to me for emotional distress. This motherfucker cussed me out. Call me a nigger. I'm taking your dumb ass to court. My boss wrote something in my in my review that I didn't agree with. It's perjury. <laughs> like it's because you told me I've been doing a good job all year. Like what what's going? Like stop it, man. This shit is crazy. Um, that bitch is insane, man. You also want to see some other shit that's insane, dog. Uh, <laughs> this my man should sue for emotional distress. Listen, counsel. With the overturning of Roe versus Wade, what is happening now is you are limiting what I can do with my vagina. First of all, you dictated where I could take a number two. You try to tell me that, oh, I couldn't go in a woman's restroom. But now you have Governor Abbott saying that I can't have an abortion. I can't have an abortion. You have to take your hands off my vagina right now. You do not own my uterus. The uterus is mine. It is a clump of cells in there. We need to take that clump of cells and destroy it. Let this paper just take the clump because it has no life. It has no meaning. That's what is inside my body. But Governor Abbott is trying to get inside here and trying to dictate what you're doing with my body. You don't own my body. Governor Abbott doesn't own my body. I deserve safe access to an abortion. All right, I'm gonna stop it because he go on for like two or three minutes. So the nigga has on a dashiki and a head wrap. It's a white man. And a, on a white man. <laughs> it's a white man in a dashiki and the head wrap that y'all be wearing with the little the little bun the up top up front. Yeah, and he's saying like it's it's his right to do what he want with his uterus. You know, and his vagina. And his vagina. And the 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 whole city, everybody in there, they had to sit there and take this shit. Couldn't nobody say, hey, man, shut the fuck up. Hey, get this nigga the fuck out of here. Because Even though that shit is utterly ridiculous. And I can't tell. Is he really mentally distrained, it, mentally distraught or something wrong? Or this nigga on his knees <laughs> screaming. And then my man, <laughs> look at him. And then my, the black dude, he was like, all right, clean up on aisle one. <laughs> but like, we because of this weird shit that we in right now, you can't even call out the obvious. There's so much going on in this we, we've We've literally let shit get too far. Come on, man. It's gotten too fucking far. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> and how do you pull it back at this point? We've let we've let shit get way too far. Like, this is, this is all performative. That is, absolutely. You know what else was performative this week? AOC. You know, you know who that is? Alexandria Ocasio. Yeah. Whatever. Like. Whatever. I mean, she was walked out like she had on cuffs. She no- fronting like she got arrested. Got her hands behind her back. There's there's not a cuff. Not a cuff in sight. She other- lifted her hand up at one point and waved to the crowd. And then slid him behind. Like, yo, if y'all. Because she, you know, they was in D.C. They tried to get arrested for an abortion uh, rally or some shit. So they just stand in the street until the fourth time the police L- tell you to move. Literally, the police is like, man, what you just like. Would you please move? And they just escorted her and another young lady out away. Of the, away, like this hand on arm, moving your guys out the way, and then she put her shit behind her back, like she getting courted out. Like this motherfucker is using her political position to be famous. She don't do shit. She be on. Listen, she be on a lot of shows. I be on these different. I be on. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a YouTube head, right? And I watch all these Senate debates. 
and all this shit. Niggas be taking her to task. She don't know what the fuck she be talking about. She hit you with talking points. She'll get embarrassed and I'll, I'll follow up. Like the shit is bad. But to but to to social media, she's a warrior. She's this. She's that. It's cap. She she's literally a social media social justice warrior. A, a, a socialite. Like she's. I wouldn't even call it a social justice warrior. Like she just she just a a face in the crowd. Um. I also want to. That's the last thing because like she like Jewel Jones, except maybe a little bit less rowdy. I just want to. I just want to point out how crazy uh, the capacity for pre- capacity for pregnancy. Professor Bridges, you said several times here. you've used a phrase. I want to make sure I understand what you mean by it. You've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. Would that be women? Many women, cis women, have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do not have the capacity for pregnancy. Um, there are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy, as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. So this isn't really a women's rights issue. It's a, it's, we can it's recognize a that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive, Senator Hawley. Oh, so your view is, is that the core of this, this right then is about what? So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, <laughs> um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? So I'm one, I want to note that one out of five transgender p- uh, persons have attempted suicide. So I think it's important because of my line of questioning because so we can't talk about it because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist. I'm is denying dangerous. that trans people exist by asking are you? you if you're talking are you? about women are you? having pregnancies. Do you believe that the, uh, men can get pregnant? No, I don't think. Women can <laughs> so get you pregnant. are denying that trans people exist. Thank and that leads to violence. Is this how you run your classroom? Are students allowed to question you, Absolutely. or are they Professor also treated UCLA. like this? Where no, 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 they're, they're, allowed to they're question. opening up people to oh, violence. We have a good time in my class. You should join. Oh, I bet. You might learn a lot. Wow, I, I would learn a lot. I've learned a you, lot just from this exchange. Absolutely extraordinary. <laughs> extraordinary. <laughs> Yo, in a Senate hearing, like so, when when, you, when they bring expert, quote unquote experts on. She said a lot of nothing, a lot of absolutely nothing, a lot of shocking shit that that. Uh, so I'm going to shut down the argument. I must call you transphobic and, and, and quote some numbers about suicide. And now you can't have this conversation with me because like we are. So like and I, the, and I bet when she goes back to campus, she'll be championed. Like what is going on? Like so the abortion in a, a Roe versus Wade, that's something that impacts women. Yes. But you can't say that now because not only women get pregnant, men get pregnant. So he was like birthing people, birthing people. So he like, well, this not even just this not even like a woman's right issue because, well, we can we can uh, acknowledge that this. But no, this is just a a person issue. It's not it's not targeting women because everybody could be a woman. It's like it in the in the attempt to be inclusive, you've excluded Actual women. <laughs> like you've excluded people. This argument is fucking ridiculous. But we can't call it out. Like you got so You can't look, call it out, but then you transphobic or homophobic or something phobic. Look at these three examples, right? A crazy woman is trying to send sue somebody for ten thousand dollars because you ain't like how a date turned out. You yelling and screaming at the at the, at judge. the judge. First off, you filed it in the wrong type of court. 
You know what I'm saying? Then you screaming at the screaming at the judge and telling him the other guy committed perjury. You don't know the terms that you're using, but we can't call it. Like this is you're a crazy person. Like you either crazy or you are incredibly dunce. The other dude is a Can we white. Just call it stupid. The other other one, the second example, a white man in a dashiki and a in a head wrap. Talking about you can't control my vagina. He only got he got a lump of cells in his stomach, and he, you can't control his his vagina and his uterus, falling down to his knees, screaming at the top of his lungs, and can't, and we got to act like this shit is normal. Then we got the professor over here at UCLA who's supposed to be helping shaping young minds. You can't even like through all of human existence, we thought women was the only people to get pregnant. That's just what it's been, right? Within the last three to four years, apparently that's changed. And if you ask a question to gather more understanding, are you being transphobic and one in five people uh, get you acting like what? Like, ma'am, I don't I don't understand fully all of your talking points. And I would like to ask for some clarity. But now transphobic when it comes and people going to die because of your questions. When it comes to COVID, trust the science. You better not fucking you better trust the fucking science. The scientists know better. The CDC knows better. When it comes to this transgender shit, it's about what you feel. Because we're not going to use no fucking science to prove what I am. I just want everybody to like, can we just relax? Can we show a little love and compassion and still have some common sense? Because <laughs> they, they, they can exist. Can everybody just stop being weird for a second? I don't want you to harm yourself. I 100% don't. I think you should be able to dress how you want, be who you want, love who you up. You shouldn't be persecuted for it. You shouldn't have different rights to other people. None of that shit. Everything should be great. But while we're in school, teaching about biology, teaching about everything, you can't tell people that men can have babies. It's just not true. So how about this? While in school, we'll focus on Math. <laughs> I, I want to fuck it. We can leave science out of it because we focus on math, reading, and writing. Like just focus did on like did math. Did study the periodic table anymore, my nigga? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's just focus on the STEM shit and anything about gender and sexuality and everything. Leave that to the parents at the crib. Could but, you imagine being a health teacher in this day and time? Can you imagine uh, uh, me paying? Imagine you. Paying for your son to go to college, paying X amount of thousands upon thousands of dollars every fucking year to hear somebody in a classroom the same age as you that probably went to school with you telling him a man can get pregnant. Like last week, a trans woman got two other people pregnant in the in the in the prison. Cause it's a man. <laughs> <laughs> and he got a dick. And he fucking women in prison. Like, so this is what we doing? Because I, I tell y'all right now, I identify as a woman. At, at, what time is it? As of 7-16 on uh, Friday, July 22nd, I identify as a woman. I've always identified as a woman inside, but I'm finally coming out and I'm going to say this. And if anything ever happens and I have to go away, y'all got to put me in a women's prison, my nigga. Because I identify as a woman. That's where I belong. You feel me? Wait till shower time. I'm going to have a ball. <laughs> they, they will too. <laughs> like, that's not even safe, dog. You got a man running around. I'm like, in prison. I'm not worried about getting fucked up or raped. 
I'm chilling. Might get shanked in that motherfucker. It ain't all. It ain't all. It ain't all gravy in the women's prison for it, sure. I'm, I'm not saying it's all gravy, but like one. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure I'm struggling a lot of you. I'm pretty certain I can knuckle up with a couple of these hoes and walk away with a dub. What I say is this. I know I'm stronger than more people in the, pr- the women's prison than I am in the men's prison. <laughs> My odds are a lot better. And I know I may have the type of sex that I like having going to the women's <laughs> prison. <laughs> you can have sex in fact. prison, but I know I'm going to have the type of sex yeah. I'm used to going <laughs> to the women's prison. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. Yo, we just, I just want to be regular, though. This not even regular. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm saying it's not regular. No, but 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 that's what we should be saying. Some of this shit is just wrong. It's wrong. Some of this shit is just fucking wrong. It's wrong. Just plain and simple. Like some that, of this that what that professor was talking about in front of Congress, she's wrong. She's dead fucking wrong. Yo, want that dude? I don't care how educated she is. The bitch wrong. Yeah. Uh, Senator Hawley. Um, uh, he's. I like how he think, you know what I'm saying? I like how he debate. He like, he like an asshole sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Uh, there's a lot of condescending tone in that exchange. That's a fact. You should Google, I mean, YouTube hurt him and, uh, AOC exchanges. Okay. It's bad. He probably, <laughs> he probably sick of her shit too. <laughs> like, I just defeat your niggas with simple ass questions. Like, so wait a minute. <laughs> were you arrested or were you not arrested? Why were your hands behind your back? Like who put you, what the fuck is going on here? She looks so fucking ridiculous walking with her hands behind her you back. See her st- did you see her walk though? Yes. It was like she seemed like a yeah. Yeah. But when she lifted her hand up to wave to her supporters and then put the bitch right back behind her back. Here's the question. All them famous pictures we seen during during civil rights, how many of them bitches were staged? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Because a lot of niggas get credit for, for, for marching with Dr. King. Nigga, everybody was there. I'm going everybody outside Everybody marched too. with Dr. Like, if there's a thousand people in the crowd, yes, you can say that you march with Dr. King. You saw me hoes go be down there? Let's go, <laughs> niggas. Yes. <laughs> yes. So technically, yes, you march with Dr. King. They found Did a, you, they found a picture of Bernie Sanders at a rally. He marched with Dr. King. My nigga. Bernie was there. Yes. I will admit that he was there in pictures. Was this nigga interlocking arms with Dr. King? Come on, my nigga. Well, like, like this. We didn't have a lot of different shop talk events, right? People come out. Some people I know. Some people I don't know. We have photographers there. It's a lot of niggas in the crowd. Years later, they go <laughs> like. I, I was there on the ground floor with them niggas. I saw them get it out the mud. Nigga, you I came for 10 this, minutes. I never met this nigga day in my life. I don't know. <laughs> but you could have came to three different events and never said nothing Dog, to me. I look back on pictures of events. And I see people that I'm cool with now that I did not know. But like when you came to the like when you came to the event, I didn't know who the fuck you was. You don't even I don't like you didn't even speak. No, it's like when you out and about like you don't even you don't notice strangers. But like once you know people, when you walking through a crowd, you can pick them out with the corner of the crowd. But like other people, like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know you. Shout out to Motor City Peach, who who me and her are, are real cool and close now. And I remember she came out to the silent listening party. And I see her in pictures. But, like, them years ago, like, I didn't know who she was. Yeah. I didn't know she followed the show. Like, now we got cool afterwards. And yeah. she, you know, reached out to me and we made the connection. But, like, then, I don't know. She was just she was somebody the, that came to visit. She was in on an episode with the twins before. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't know who she was at the time and i didn't realize you listened to the potter either you know what i'm saying but like 
Been down for a long time. Yeah, shout absolutely. Out. Shout out to you. I said shout you out. Yeah, shout out Crystal. That's she true. she she's uh, an amazing woman. Uh, I just I mean I just want niggas to be normal though. Like, what the fuck be going on? Dog? Like, I want people to be normal, but I I also in our normalcy. Look, man, we grew up in a different generation where we could call some shit what the fuck it was. And it wasn't it wasn't frowned upon. I grew up saying retard. I grew up saying midget. I grew up saying certain things and it was fine to call what? some shit out and nobody died. Because guess what? I didn't make the word retard up. It was mental retardation. That's the word. That's the clinical term. Retardation. You shorten that walk of word and call them <laughs> retard. That was the word. They wrote, you were mentally retarded. Like that was it's the root of the word. That's what it was. Plain and simple. You're retard. <laughs> I forget what movie said that shit. He's a retard. Oh, a retard. <laughs> I think it was like um they, that what's the, the hangover? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it was hangover. It's, it's a retard. <laughs> a retard. <laughs> but like a midget, like my nigga, we didn't make that word up. Now if you call me a little person, I'm offended. You gonna put an adjective in front of me? I think I'm a person, not a little person. I'm a person. You a midget? That's what it is. But nigga got leukemia. He got leukemia. That's what it is. No, this is a person who sells. What? Like it, Nick, my nigga got cancer. <laughs> my nigga got cancer. Like, what do you what? what <laughs> Nigga, you got monkeypox. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? You know what? I was I was watching this comedian this week, and he said something that was <laughs> that was profound, but it was also funny as shit. He was like, "Black people." <laughs> he he said the way that we describe things, we can say something racist, but the way that we describe it, like how we put the put the description before the cuss word yeah. makes it acceptable. Yeah. Like I walked into the store and I seen this Asian motherfucker, you know, talking shit and this motherfucker. He said, you gotta put the, you gotta put the curse word after <laughs> the, the description, description and white people put it in front of this motherfucking and, Asian. Yeah, that's <laughs> all wild. This motherfucking nigger or this motherfucking Asian. No, nah, he'd be like, no, nah, this, this Asian, Asian motherfucker walked in and you want to hear that's Bill Burke. Yeah, but he's, he's like, like, I want to hear the rest of the story. Rest of the story. What happened after the Asian motherfucker walked like, <laughs> and I be catching myself and like, yo, this white motherfucker, and like, I don't, un- I don't know if that comes off as offensive because I know, I know, I don't mean it to but, be right. But this white motherfucker sounds a little bit softer than this motherfucking cracker. Yeah, <laughs> this motherfucking white person. I'm like, wait a minute, why they gotta be all that? But <laughs> yo, but a motherfucker be like, yo. Oh, yo, this Asian motherfucker walk in and shit. Like you just waiting for the rest of the story, but because it's the setup. Yeah, <laughs> we ain't even got to the punch. Yeah, it's, it's, it's little tiny shit like that is like wow. We yeah, do this it shit is. afterwards. You do it before. Sound different. It does. Fucking nigger. <laughs> <laughs> yo, this nigga fuck around. Like nigga, fuck it. Fuck around, nigga. Like it's this. It's different. It's, it's two. Di- it's two different statements. Yeah, dog. we should be able to call some shit what the fuck it is, and not, and not and people not get offended. Cause like, what's gonna really happen? What's happening now? So they teaching the kids t- how to like they they're making generations softer. They're teaching teaching the kids like this is acceptable. Yeah, and I'm not saying like you should just. You know, fuck with people because they're different. One hundred percent, you should not. You should not. But like, nigga, we grew up in a time where being different might get you beat the fuck up. I mean, you, yeah. 
But it wasn't a hate crime. You just got beat the fuck up and you dealt with that shit. Could have been a hate crime. <laughs> that may not be the best example, motherfucker. <laughs> like that, that may not all be right, the best example. Right. You know what I'm saying? That may not be the best example. But, you know, sometimes niggas just got we, beat the fuck up. We dealt with our bullies differently. Everybody got beat up at some point. I mean, that's, that's how you learn how to fight. You win some, you lose some. Well, that's not how everybody will learn to fight. Some people just got beat up. <laughs> And then they start shooting them schools. <laughs> like we should just be kind. The, the, this this is the thing for like a nigga who go to a school and shoot up the school he goes to. I think is different f- than a nigga that goes to a random school and shoots it up. I know it's not different, but it's different. No, like he, that nigga go there. He had a list. <laughs> like he know who he shooting. When like, he walked in the building, oh, there go Paul. Bam, first nigga down. Like. I know we laughing. It is not funny. Mario in my third hour. Let like, me go find this nigga. Yo, we gotta we gotta leave niggas alone. Like we gotta leave kids alone. Like we gotta be kids mean as fuck, dog. Yo, uh, yo, kids are mean as fuck and violent too. So my homegirl, she dark skin, like she really dark, and she was like being dark skinned in the in the mid mid to late mid to late 80s going into the 90s she's like it's like being a slave like she's like she's like i got called an african booty scratcher so much during my life you know what i think is dev jam dev jam is the the culprit for most shit Nigga seen some shit on Dev Jam, took that bitch directly to school <laughs> the next day i think dev jam day. stopped people from going to ch- church Niggas start talking shit about pastors and the joke, and niggas took that shit home. Yeah, nigga, the pastors be the one. It was a rap. Niggas took them because the the evil and the mean shit that people say online is an attempt to be funny. And somehow we figured out, yo, the meaner you are, the funnier it is. And that's not the case. No, it's not at all. I just happened to be funny and said mean shit, not said mean shit, and that made it funny. I'm just funnier to you. I know how to set up a joke. Yeah. And it just happened to be mean, but Punch the meaning, timing. yeah, the the fact that it's mean ain't what made it funny. Like cursing don't make your jokes funny, because Bill Cosby never cursing his jokes, hilarious as fuck. I know how to tell a fucking joke, but that don't mean that if you curse is is nigga the way I always remember Bebe's kids. The tape was always my shit. Because I remember when, like, when we would take family trips, when my dad thought we would sleep, he throwing on Bebe's kids. And the way Robin Harris cussed is funny. It is. The way that that nigga talked is fu- He used a lot of profanity. Yeah. But the way that nigga did that shit was fucking funny. He Funny voice. Everything about him was funny. You know what I'm saying? But I, I also look at a nigga like growing up, I used to love Sinbad comedy specials. Nigga. Never cussed. Sinbad. But Sinbad is funny as hell. Yo, Sinbad. What's like the biggest comedian in the world for a hot second, dog? Like, I used to watch he all the He was running tapes. HBO. Man. was running HBO. Man, hell yeah. Sinbad comedy spell. Like, you can you can look back and say... A that different shit world got popping. Sinbad was on the show. Nigga, Sinbad was funny as hell. Funny now, I know you might, look, you might look back now and be like, no, nah, no. We, Sinbad was a big name. I lived that shit. I lived that shit. That nigga I, was funny. I was outside. That nigga was in all the movies. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah It was in all the movies my nigga Sinbad was funny as fuck oh man um, but yeah um, I don't know man <laughs> who knew I don't check my mail often oh okay uh, uh, yeah dog I don't know man I I, I, I do have a um, 
or whose man's is this? It was gonna be AOC earlier this week. Okay. But I want to talk about this topic. This can be my whose man's is this, but I want to talk about this topic before we get the fuck out of here and shit. Um Monique. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Yeah, Monique, um, you know, she settled the lawsuit with, with Netflix a couple weeks ago. And uh now they Netflix and she announced that uh she got a special coming out on Netflix. And, uh, she said she's coming back home. I, I I hate this type of shit. Like wh- like, was this part of the settlement? I'm <laughs> <laughs> this get, this had to be part of the settlement. But like like I want I want a couple dollars plus I want a special. You just told everybody that this place was racist and sexist, right? That's what you said. And now it's your home. And you sh- we should boycott them. Because what they do, and they got a history of this shit, and it's sexist and this, and now your oppressor gave you some money, and now you running back to him. What the fuck kind of shit is this? It's some clown shit. It's some clown shit. Why do we always do this shit? It's some clown shit. Because with a, after a couple dollars, now my feelings ain't as hurt no more. You, they made it right. They made it right. I'm good. I'm good. I don't, I don't want no smoke. They made it. It's the same. Like, yo, my nigga Colin Kaepernick. You know, I've always supported him. I ain't been watching the NFL since that shit happened. Nigga, it's been like five years. Why the fuck you still trying out for the NFL? Why the fuck you want to play with them niggas? Like, it's, it's, when they didn't want to play with you because of what you were standing up for. You drew the line in the sand. Why you want to go back? You drew the line in the sand. Niggas, why you want to go back to the motherfucker What's, you that you you so oppressed by? I don't it's it's that un undying or that underlining thing for acceptance. You know, it's acceptance. Like why they, do I fuck I care if my enemy love me? We've been doing we've been doing this for years. The Colin Kaepernick one makes me a little bit more upset because we know you got paid out. We know that they made some some deal with, you know, you had players on your side. They was, you know, kind of towing that line with boycotting. Not to say that you got your way, but your voice was heard. And I'm like you, too. I, I, I understand the the want for competition or to compete at a certain level. But, like, wh- what more are you looking to get out of this? Why I just want to play football. Because if you play for a team, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to throw you out in front of in front of the media. They you're going to be a circus. They're going to drag you around for for photo ops, for interview ops. Man, like there's been a lot of different leagues that wanted him to play. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you build up a, Probably could have went to Canada. Yeah. Maybe you could have built up um one of these leagues and was like in the face. We don't got to fuck with the NFL and bring talent over there. Who the fuck knows? But like why we keep telling the we tell motherfuckers how much they are doing this, they keep doing that, they keep doing this, and then you run back to them. I feel like Kyrie was on that shit too for for a quick second, talking about like, you know, when he wasn't playing because he didn't want to get vaccinated. I, I vaguely remember like him talking about like we can start our own league or, or something like that. But as soon as they took that vaccination ban off, he was like, All right, I'm back. I I think Kyrie the only nigga that stood his ground and actually won. You're like, yo, I ain't taking that shit. And y'all not about to make me take it. And when that ban was lifted, y'all still not let me play. Y'all still got to pay me. Yeah. I'm available to play all these, all them home games. I'm available to play. 
you can't take my full salary. So I got half my salary for half the se- half the season because I'm available. Y'all told me not to play. Or I couldn't. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm ready to play. I'm not taking that vaccine shit. And the the, the, the band been lifted. So I, I, let me rephrase. I can play all the road games. I can play the home games. Right. Because in my hometown, they had this vaccine shit. I'm ready to go. We can hoop. But I'm I not meet taking y'all there. that shit. Yeah, I meet y'all there. I did. He won. Then they let the nigga come back. Then the same season, he you know at the end of the season he you know he was playing. Yeah. Every other game that y'all said y'all wasn't gonna let him do, he was like, well, we ain't about to keep paying this nigga to stay at the crib. You know what I'm saying? But like I was I was cool with that. Kyrie he own his own individual. You know what I'm saying? He was like, yo, I don't want to play right now because. Some racist shit just happened over there, and my mind ain't in the right place. Yeah, he definitely marched to the. He de- we give him. I think people give him a hard time, but he definitely marches to the beat of his own drum, and he's not motivated by the money. Yeah, and when you hear him talk and hear him in interviews, I can't never find a flaw in what he's saying. Yeah, he's not stupid. He'd be like, he'd be like, "What do you think about other players?" Um, uh, it's one of these. Sh- I'm gonna see. He's like, I don't, I don't. Yeah, he's 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 not a, a a dummy. Like he is, he's media savvy. He says what he feels. He he tries not to overly offend people. But like he, oh, here you go. Are you motivated to change the perception of yourself? That's the that's another root of human human struggle. Worrying about other people's perceptions about who you are. <laughs> like, why would you ever care about that? You know. And I think that I fell victim to that in my in my past of worrying about things that I can't control. You know, if the people understood what words could do to a human being, especially where we are in today's society, then they wouldn't they wouldn't be invested in that. So I don't I'm not here to dispel anything. You can continue to ask other people around me about what they think about me and continue to write about mood swings like you know, human beings have mood swings. <laughs> like you go home and you're you're not happy with things or you're mad at something and you're happy that's a mood swing (laughs) it's okay to be human like i don't have to be perfect for anyone here nor do i have to be perfect for the public so i'm not here to dispel any perception i'm just here to be myself i mean why you care about another nigga what what another person identifies you as if you know what you are yeah why do you want to compel other people's around you to say this and say that you know you have true freedom once you stop giving a fuck what other people think about you that's a fact so my who's man's is this uh is uh monique like you told us this place was evil and not to fuck with it and they was doing something to you because specifically because you was a black woman not because of nothing else they would not give you the money and everything that was bad was specifically because you was a black woman and now they gave you some money and now you back going back home is what you said <laughs> right this home oh okay selling them fucking wolf tickets i knew that shit was a wolf ticket the first fucking time you said it because we knew what what time it was <coughs> then you went on a fucking road Came to Detroit and didn't tell not one fucking joke. Nah. Made that whole shit up about D.L. Hughes and everything like that. Niggas been yeah. promoing that shit for weeks. At a, nigga, we know you. You knew what fucking headline. Your fucking name wasn't on the marquee, wasn't on the posters and shit like that. Like, you knew. You came to this motherfucker and talked shit about D.L. Hughley, who I don't even fuck with, for 35 out of your 40-minute set. 
Cause you ain't have no fucking jokes. No material. Boy, if this Netflix special ain't funny. When is the last time Monique has been funny? I've never laughed at a Monique joke. Okay. Cause I don't feel like she's been funny since like Comic View. And I'm talking like 93, 94, 95 Comic View. Don't remember her. Could be. That's the I last time I, that's the last time I remember her being funny. Last time I laughed at a, a something she did, she was on BET dancing like Beyonce. That's a long time ago. That's a long fuck. That's like oh five. You know, go out. Let me go out here and like Corey Holcomb was saying, like, yo, they be going out here like it's only so many fat jokes and little dick jokes and and and, and skinny girl jokes that motherfucker gonna find funny. Like, how long you gonna do that shit? That's her whole shtick. That's her whole shtick. Like, oh. Uh, I don't know. But like, yo, run back to your oppressor. Run right back to the fucking arms of the motherfucker that's been oppressing. Shit is crazy to me. Whose man's is this? Yeah. Monique. Somebody raise their hand. Who she come with? Who Monique come with? Who gonna stand in who gonna stand in the gap and vouch for Monique? Professor Ogilvy? <laughs> <laughs> that might actually be funny. Uh my my music pick of the week. First of all, I want all my toxic kings, all my toxic crusaders, stand up, stand tall. This anthem is for you. It's by Division. The name of the song is If, because if I get caught cheating, I mean, why why are you going to leave? Let a nigga cheat in peace. This is our anthem, fellas. We got we can ride this one out for the next of the summer, for the rest of the summer. City Boys is up. Division If is my music pick of the week. If I get caught, is the name of the Yeah. I was going to get right back. Just fuck. Them girls, I was gonna, I was gonna get right back. Just fucking them girls, I was gonna, I was gonna get right back. You wouldn't want me if you thought I never had It's the truth. Women like men, other women like that's just something that everyone knows. That's a fact. Don't forget, I was a fly nigga when you got here. Charismatic when you got here. You knew about me when you got here. Now you're tripping, girl, it's not fair. And you got my phone in your hands. Questions, not again. Why do we do this? When really, the truth is, if I get caught cheating, that don't mean I don't love you. Fucking them girls, I was going Raise your hands. All right. Your girl come on one night. And somebody like, I know you ain't going to let one little fuck fuck all this up. I pay all the bills around this bitch. Get out. Get out. Yeah. She's like, I could go all the bills around this motherfucker. Look, man. It's a fire song, though. I, I think the song. In a fire video. I think the song is fire. The video is good. Is that the girl from Poor Minds in the video? I don't know what Poor Minds is. It's, it's a podcast. It's two young ladies. They're both. Pretty thick and voluptuous. I'm a, I don't know. Uh, this young girl, this young lady is nice. Yeah, <laughs> but but shout out to the song. And I mean, is if I get caught cheating, it really doesn't mean I don't love you. 
And so, look, I'm just going to say something toxic because that's that's just that's just the mood that I'm in. Girl, let that nigga cheat in peace. What you going to do? Leave him for another nigga that's going to cheat on you? Another nigga you don't know? At least at least, you know, I'm going to come back home. Just let a nigga cheat. If if you're not going to leave when a nigga cheat, shut the fuck up and let me cheat in peace. Shut the fuck up. They be leaving though. <laughs> they be leaving. <laughs> leaving like motherfucker. <laughs> Shut the fuck up and cry yourself to sleep. But yo, I do believe that that uh if this and so listen, why I explain this, right? <laughs> Go ahead, Toxic J. No, I'm not going that way. If I get caught cheating, that don't mean that I don't love you. And that could be true. But on the other side, they can say if you got caught cheating, you don't love me the way I need you to love me because everybody got different love languages. So for you, 100 percent, I don't mean I don't love you. But for other motherfuckers like, yeah, but I need a, a certain certain shit. Girl, I was hey, just fucking them girls. I, I was, was going to get, get right back. back. Gosh. When I heard about this, song, you see the text message between Jay and uh, uh, Jay and Jay, technically. Yeah. Duran and Priya and them. Uh, I I didn't know what the sample was gonna be. I know you he was uh sampling um, song cry. song cry, but I thought it was gonna be like a sample of the melody yeah. and everything. So when I heard this, I'm like, yo, this, all right, I like the I song. Like, I like. I wonder how much it costs. Probably expensive. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying clear. How get, much? Give well, a Jay Z sample clear. Probably. <laughs> well, because because J D did it. You know what I'm saying? You know, we clear the sample. I mean. We gonna get the points on that shit. Just give me eighty five. You know what I'm saying? Just give me eighty five. He probably sent in the video. I'm all in the video. Now you trying to you trying to come with family. You know what I'm saying? Like fuck it, clear it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yo, it is what it is. I yeah. like that record though. I do too. I don't even listen to division music like that. Not like I don't like go out my way to not listen to it. Yeah. I just it's good R and B music. Yeah, it's good R and B music. I got a couple. Let me see. I got a couple division songs. In yeah, the I got a couple uh, joints on here. Um, one with uh, it was like a. Let me see for the album. Oh, okay, it's that pink one. That think about me. Yeah, Whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, time, time for, for the, the Benny. Benny. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Music to my ears. It is your man Dame three underscores three one three on Instagram. On fucking Twitter and on TikTok. Hey yo, go to go to TikTok. I got a story time with Dame up there. Uh, that's really funny. I narrated the whole thing and I talk about how good Beyonce's coochie tastes. Uh, when you see, yeah, it's on there. When you see the blue and the black, you know where the fuck you at. It's Shop Talk Podcast. Hey yo, I'm dropping Dame after dark in the next few days, so be tuned in for that. The unicorn episode. Hey man, we just dropping quality content out the studio. Quality content. The brand is strong, bitch. Uh, shout out to y'all. 325 weeks in a row. We appreciate you. You feel me? We've been doing this thing for a long time. Gonna do it even longer. Shit. You know, first the fat boys break up, and every time you wake up, somebody got a problem with ho. Fucking Deez and Mero broke up. Man, you know what I'm I love, and we love Deez and Mero. You know what I'm saying? But Showtime got to open it. You know? Jay and Dave can easily fill it. I'm easily. Just, I'm just saying. I'm shout out to Showtime. Easily. Um, but uh, when you see the blue and the black, you know what And we black. tapped in with the premium channels already. Shop Talk Podcast <laughs> Studio, Books and Time. I'm not saying we the Rockefeller Podcast, but we are Jay and Dave. Hell yeah. Peace.